0: Cheers to another season of Faith Restructured. Welcome back. My name is Cole. I'm one of the co-hosts here with my good friend, Mike. We're jumping into a new season of Faith Restructured. Uh, Last season brought a lot of twists and turns and wisdom pattern by Richard Rohr readings. Uh, And this year we look to go in some new directions. And so we're here just to kind of welcome everybody back, call you all back to uh, this space and uh, just say hi. Yeah, it's so good to be back on the microphone
1: with you and back on Zoom with you. So one of the big (laughs) things that happened between this season is Cole, for the first time in his life, drove to pittsburgh
0: that's a lie i've definitely (laughs) been to pittsburgh but since you've been there definitely the first time yeah definitely
1: yeah cole used to come to pittsburgh and purposely not come see me so now
0: actually i would i used to be like yo i got time and you're like i don't got no time for you so that that, never never happened never happened
1: so cole (laughs) came out to pittsburgh and we had a wonderful time hanging out drinking copious amounts of coffee like that alliteration
0: copious cups of coffee i can't keep up with this man uh we woke up, had coffee just so that we could go to a coffee shop so that we could go to a coffee shop and then get in the car and go downtown where we stopped for coffee on the way. We did not. We stopped at the little coffee stand. Oh, shit. Shed, we did. And, <laughs> and you, you got been a... through. <laughs> All right. But it was you the third cup of coffee.
1: It was the third cup of coffee. That muffin was really bad. But it was it that was. third cup of coffee before the bean through. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, thank you, bean through. Um, but it was that we third cup through. of coffee that we sat down for, what, three or four hours and really just talked about what went well with the first podcast season, what went not so well. And we were like, mm-hmm. nothing went not well. It was all fantastic. It was Well, all I wonderful. mean,
0: that was your perspective. Mine was that we need a new co-host, but... It is what it is.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> Cole, Cole's humor has not changed in the two months off. It's no. just as bad as before. So, uh, I mean, there are a lot of good things. And in the finale, in episode 26 of the first season, um, we kind of recapped everything we'd done that in the last couple months uh, together with you all. And so we're not going to do that again today, but we did want to get on here and welcome <clears throat> you back to a new year here in January 2022 and talk about a little bit of what we have uh, in store for you this year.
0: One of the things that we just been so blessed to do is compile lists of guests and reach out to them. And (laughs) we've yet to hear a absolutely not. Uh, So we've already got a couple guests lined up that are coming on the podcast this year. We're going to reach out to a few more. We have Uh,
1: heard a couple crickets in some cases, but even that is not a no you know so it's all about positive
0: no answer is not a no (laughs) um but we're really excited about those voices that we're going to be able to listen to one of them is i'm not going to spoil who they are but one of them is somebody who i worked with for a lot of years and so um she's she's somebody who i think will will really share some good wisdom and insight into this, this kind of way that we're going. And then we also just both DM would this person on Instagram. uh, And she was like, yeah, I would love to join you guys. And then we asked her for a certain date and she never responded. So we'll see if it happens, but we're looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: going to be great. I think so. We were talking a little bit and we're like, all right, well, what was, you know, our real goal with the podcast, you know, the title faith restructured. It's one of these buzzwords now. It was kind of hip for like two weeks. And then after we started the podcast and then everyone started using the word reconstruction and we're like, now it's like, oh, we. Well, we don't want it anymore because yeah. <laughs> we're really hipsters here but the heart behind it was like showing that you don't have to throw it all away we can figure out mm-hmm. how this faith is bigger than just you know my way or the highway kind of mentalities that have existed all throughout history and giving you all you know exposure to different perspectives and, and ideas that have helped form our own faith And so in the first uh, season, we obviously spent a lot of time with Richard Rohr. And I I truly think that he's one of the most significant um, current writers and and thinkers in the faith. And he's got like a controversial kind of stigma attached to him, which is so interesting to me. But I I think Rohr, for better or for worse, is worth reading, no doubt. Um, And that really framed that first season. But I think, you know, Cole already alluded to it. The, the focus this season is about trying to expose you to even more people and voices. Um, and that might take the form of us talking about various books or various you know themes within books or not even in books. Maybe it's us talking about different things we've heard in different areas, but definitely having more guests and not just for the sake of like, oh, cool, we got more people, but recognizing how many different kinds of people are trying to do the same kind of work we're talking about um and approaching faith in so many different ways so we're hoping that you know as we move forward in the podcast it'll take all kinds of different forms as we continue to learn and figure things out but we figure at the very least um that this would be a great opportunity to really branch out like we were so blessed with the guests that we had we were trying to come up like who was our favorite guest and i think we both (laughs) were like dude scott was crazy
0: and it's not every one of them
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like you started to talk about what each of them brought and they all brought a different kind of energy and spin to their perception of faith and what it means to live it out and to to be um, authentic. And so we just want to keep building on that. So mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing from just us. So we'll do a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As we move through this season, I think, yeah, exposing you to more voices is, is, is the goal of this is what we got into it for. Is like, you don't have to throw it away and there's people there that can, can guide you down this path. But we also want to explore the path a little bit, I think. Um, and so as we look at why certain practices are fundamental to our faith and, and, you know, that word may trip, trip you up. That's okay. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> Why, why we do the things that we do, what tradition that we hold that, that helps us and moves us forward. And then also like, what, what can this faith be about now that you have committed to it or recommitted to it or committed to exploring it in new and fresh ways? What, what can we center ourselves on? Um, as we move down that path i think is is really the big key that we want to continue to move through and so we've kind of if you think about the first season that's our background are and us laying the groundwork for the work that we're going to do now right um they say that when somebody gets their black belt in martial arts that the that now your journey has begun. So like, if you think about it that way, the work that we're trying, we've done in the past is to set us up to start to explore these different aspects of faith of other authors and other works. And so we're not going to do a ton of focusing on um, the, kind of the the thought behind it uh, of why this is something that you can do, but rather we're going to start to work on Okay, now that we're on this path, we're committing to this journey. What does that look like?
1: Right. Yeah. So a couple of things, and and then we're actually going to jump into a little bit of conversation today. So it's not just all announcements, but um, <laughs> there are, there are some cool features on the platform that we're you know utilizing called Anchor. That's primarily connected to Spotify, but Anchor has some different um, features that allow us to kind of interact with you all. So there are some chat features, some um, questionnaires and some polls that you should be able to access straight through Spotify. Sorry to anyone not using Spotify. <clears throat> it's only for Spotify, but, um, if you're to go on there, um, like onto to a specific episode, and if we're going to do a question or something, we'll probably announce it. Um, so maybe even for this episode, we'll say, Hey, look in your description, there should be a little poll you can take. You can answer yes or no, or multiple choice, whatever, and that'll be a cool way for us to be able to interact with you all engage what you want to hear about or what's interesting or what's not. Um, but, uh, beyond that, um, yeah, there's also Spotify in particular has integrated some features where you can actually rate podcasts right on the podcast as you get to listen to it. Um, and so you can click it without needing mm-hmm. to go through multiple steps. And again, like we're not fishing for likes or anything like that, but if you're enjoying what you're hearing, um, that some of the most important things you can do is clicking the notification bell so that you actually see when new episodes come out. Um, I'm, these aren't imaginary people. They're not my imaginary friends. There are people in my life that I said, oh, dude, yeah, I haven't checked your podcast. Yet. Oh, my gosh, there's 26 episodes. That's <laughs> crazy. And they thought there was only like four. And so I'm not yeah, saying 26 right. episodes of 10 out of 10 gold. Um, hopefully, they're at least, you know, <laughs> B plus efforts, you know, each time. But uh, if you hit if you can't tell, bells, like, we're
0: totally not fishing for likes because we put ourselves down all the time.
1: Self-deprecation.
0: <laughs> um, so
1: anyways, th- that's just a, a, one of the key ways you can be up to date because, you know, we send out emails and stuff, but a lot of that gets into spam and junk, and we don't want that to be the case. So we hope that uh, you can check that out. But without going too far into any of those kind of logistical ideas, we're just pumped about this new season and um cole just made a post the other day on his instagram and sharing something so um i thought it would be a pretty cool thing for us to start this season off with um so i'm gonna toss it back to you
0: i was just telling mike before we got on to record i was carrying my computer and my phone around and setting it down and i was like i am the least good at (laughs) <laughs> facebook and instagram and sick angles and all of that stuff because like i was setting my phone down in my house and i was like this is a beautiful shot why have i never thought of this before but um that's a little beside the point
1: Cole thought he was going to be an influencer and uh he's not no
0: I, there is no way but i did make this post the other day and i am i'm, a, I'm a, a little intrigued that it caught your eye because i'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it but So when I was in the middle of my deconstruction, whatever, uh, questioning time at Eastern, I started there in 2012. And so the next year, I I really started to dig into a lot of this um, work and reading authors who I didn't necessarily agree with or who put things in ways that I had never heard before. And one of the things I was struggling with is just like, why is this important? Right. And is there, you know, if you do like a cost benefit analysis on faith, which I'm not saying is a good idea, (laughs) is there still a benefit to this for the cost of what you put into it? And, um, Again, this is a super personal thing. So like, if you've been harmed by the church or you've been specifically hurt by it or by people of faith and, and you carry a, around a little bit of extra weight from those things, um, it makes sense uh, to, to, to ask that question and to come to a different conclusion than I did. But <clears throat> I was reading a book called The Spirit of the Disciplines, which is written by a professor, theologian named Dallas Willard. And Dallas Willard, for those of you who don't know, is like a a very well um, integrated author into a lot of spiritual circles, scholarship, that sort of stuff. He's 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 really well um, received, respected. respected, Yeah. yeah. Um, And and his points are are often or his books are often cited in a lot of works um, elsewhere. And as I was kind of going through that process myself again, this is 2013. I wrote a note card from one of the, one of the pages I was, I was reading for a class and I actually still have the note card, which is crazy because for those of you who listening, who may know me uh, at a level that is deep enough to know this, I don't keep anything. And if I do keep stuff, I lose it all the time. And so sunglasses are like, uh, and, burning income in my house but anyhow um i wrote this note card and it goes like this and for me it really set the tone for how i was going to think about faith uh moving forward and so it says non-discipleship costs abiding peace a life penetrated throughout by love faith that sees everything in the light of god's overriding governance for good hopefulness that stands firm in the midst of or in the most discouraging of circumstances and power to do what is right and withstand the forces of evil. Now, one of the things you have to do is read through a lot of Christianese there. But um, as I was kind of in this, this journey, this struggle, I found that that was really what I could put my finger on as being like the internal, I guess, tension that I had was that The things that I had been taught, the things that I had learned, the people who had taught me these things, they embodied a lot of that stuff. They embodied abiding peace, a life penetrated through love, faith that sees everything in the light of God's overriding governance for good, uh, hopefulness that stands firm in the most discouraging of circumstances. But even though we didn't see eye to eye, I could see that that was what they were trying to instill in me. And knowing that I could center myself on that as, okay, even if all this stuff doesn't make sense, even if I know more about scripture now, even if I know more about historical criticisms of the Bible, historical archaeology, all of this sorts of stuff that, that kind of casts a different light on what scripture should be for us at the end of the day, if we get into the words of Jesus, we get in the words of Paul, we get into the teachings. This is the stuff that, that they're talking about. And so even though people didn't get it right, that were are teaching me all along and some, for some people, you know, like I said, this could be different because it could be a harmful conversation for you. Um, <clears throat> this is what we're putting our faith in. This is what we're, we're walking towards and if that's the case i can do that um and still kind of work through the other things that are going on in my life and so i've just found this quote to be something that's that's um been really grounding for me to just know that like when i get into the weird stuff at church you know if you've ever worked in a church you know how the sausage is made you know it's it runs practically like a business. And so that comes with all of its own headaches and issues and things like that. Uh, when I'm working with, uh, people who just don't really understand things at the level that I understand them, or don't care about the things the same way that I care about them or people who think that faith is something different at the end of the day, I'm able to pull myself back and remind myself that this is truly what faith is about. And the first thing is peace. And that that's, that is something that we're, we're working towards as people of faith, that a life penetrated throughout by love is something that we're working towards, that faith that sees everything in the light of God's overriding governance for good. Yeah, I don't think we're there. I don't think we've arrived. I don't know if we will ever arrive, but I think that that's the work we're called to do. And so as I thought about my life and what the cost was for not continuing down this road or non discipleship, as Willard says. Like, I want those things, and so if I want those things, then this is the road I'm going to travel. Uh, again, short sure, needs to be healthy, needs to be um, honest, needs to be faithful to who I am, needs to be faithful to my understanding of what God is doing here, who God is, and all of those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, those are the things I want. And so uh if I can do those things, I can live a better life and I can better the world around me. So
1: Yeah, totally, dude. Um, I'm just so proud of you for talking for so long because <laughs> Cole always makes fun of me for talking too long. <laughs> no, that was wonderful. Um, that quote is um one of those powerful things that is attributed to an author and an author's known by and known for. And it's difficult when something that um rich is associated with someone because it becomes yeah you know, i mean this is the problem with clichés right like people get so used to hearing it that it it's like oh yeah john 316 got it right. it's like no like um a couple of weeks ago uh we we kind of went through john 316 and just reflected on that for an hour with our teens and just like uh oh, well really 16 and 17 but these are verses that we take for granted because we're so used to hearing them these are quotes that maybe no one listening has heard, but people that know Willard have heard before and they go, oh, like, yeah, non-discipleship. But it's, um, you, you talked about like there's a lot of Christianese in there. Anytime I hear the word discipleship, I think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, <laughs> and Dietrich Bonhoeffer famously wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship um, and has a famous quote that says, you know, when, when Christ calls a disciple, he bids him to come and die. And it's mm. all about how we have to take up our cross and carry it. And that discipleship involves a voluntary death. Um, and this is fresh on my mind because I just took a class on the gospel of Mark. I and, just died. Um, yeah, I just died. This is crazy. <laughs> God, let me get one last podcast episode out. <laughs> um, and just the uh, hyperemphasis on what discipleship is um, in Mark and how it's involved with suffering and struggle. And um, mm. I'm not going to go into all that, but. If that's what discipleship is, and the cost of discipleship is giving up all these other things. Well, it sounds like a big burden. So the language of like the cost of non-discipleship is giving up peace, it's giving up true hope, it's giving up true love. You know, and you go through that list because um I think it was Lecrae, who's like a Christian rapper, but um, so some people are like, oh. Lecrae he's cringy now but um he's kind of been ostracized by a lot of Christian groups and because he's processing a lot of the things he struggles with his with in his faith out loud Um, but he Mm. talks about how like you know when he first became a Christian a lot of his peers were like oh man you had to give up everything to be a Christian he's like no I gave up some things but I gained everything I could imagine Mm. and um you know often like the call to discipleship in scripture seems like a lot of things on our plate and churches in particular can make that into a very specific kind of list that goes far Mm. beyond what the Bible says. Being a disciple means showing up an hour early and helping Mm -hmm. direct traffic in the parking lot. And it means giving up four evenings a week to come to church activities that aren't serving anybody. They're just parties, which Mm. I'm taking away from community building events. I'm just giving you some examples of the kinds of things that churches um kind of import into what it means to be a disciple but non-discipleship costs so much more uh, there are like critiques i think that i've heard plenty of from you know atheists or you know more agnostic people that, like people in religion just depend on religion like a crutch because they want to feel safe or feel comforted and i mean part of that might be true but it's because we I would argue we find true peace in our faith. We find true peace. And, and even if you don't necessarily have an experience of that peace right now, or that hope right now, or and we go through that list again, the act of faith is believing that that is the place where we find it. That like the person of Jesus, like when Jesus came to earth, he, he didn't magically fix everyone's problems, but he was present with them through those problems. Um, and there's a comfort in that anyone that's experienced any type of grief in their lives know that there's not some magic sentence or phrase that can be said that's going to make you no longer feel the hurt and pain of grief or loss, but there is something deeply powerful about presence and being with mm-hmm. someone and, and um, yeah, when I saw you post that the other day, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, if we're going to be our best versions of ourselves, look ourselves in the mirror every morning, and say you're a disciple today. And what does that mean? Here are all the things I have to do. And it's like, well, no, like the thing you need to be is in the presence of God and choose to be there. Mm-hmm. But reminding ourselves that the cost of not being a disciple, the, the cost that like, it looks good at first, right? Like, um, but really what you're giving up in the end is so much more significant um and Willard as an author was just I mean he was really prolific in the way that he talked about these things and so um yeah yeah
0: and I I like how it's it's very different than than what we I like that you talked about church because it's just very different than what church requires of you and so just kind of piecing together a couple of things that have happened or that I've seen over the past few days and what you were saying about how, uh, you know, we ask you to show up and park, park cars and all that stuff. Like, um, which can
1: be good things, but yeah. Guilting but, people into that is different than and largely at, it.
0: at the end of the day. If people have to park their cars without any help, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't, doesn't mean anything towards anybody or any kingdom of God. <laughs> like it doesn't, it really largely doesn't matter. It, it can be a really good act of service though. You're right. <clears throat> but when you, when you look at a list like that, it's not, it's asking you to make heart change and it's asking you to embody things. It's not asking you to do anything like tangible or tactile or, you know, <clears throat> step into a certain thing. Um, but living a life that, pursues this faith, pursues discipleship, as we say, you know, discipleship just means being a follower of Jesus. So following Jesus, you know, what it's asking you to do is embody peace. It's asking you to allow your life to be penetrated by the love of Christ. It's asking you to have a faith that sees everything in the light that God is working these things out for good, not in some cliche pillow way. We've talked about that a ton of times, And uh, a hopefulness that just kind of stands firm in the midst of all these things. And those things are the things that we look for in people who are very spiritual. Right. Um, I was just reading a paper written by somebody where they said, when, when you ask to talk to a a leader from the Buddhist faith, you get a very spiritual person or the Buddhist tradition, whatever. and, He's like, when you ask to, when you ask to talk to a leader at a church, a Christian church, you get a manager. Like that's what we have turned Mm. faith into here is like, we as church staff are largely managers. And so how do we hold ourselves in check to this sort of quote to say like, it's more than that, right? That stuff needs to be done, but it's more than that. And people aren't looking for the best manager at a church. Sure. Some of the churches want that. They just want somebody who's going to push paper, but um, they're, they're looking for people who are going to lead you and embody something different that they can lean into and see that's different in your life. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of that stuff has just been kind of coming together for me recently. Um, And we're also going through, this is just kind of anecdotal, but our, our church is going through A mission vision values thing right now. And it's, it's just going to be interesting. Like we haven't talked really yet at all about what that looks like, but for me, I, I just don't think that I'm going to be, I'm going to be an outside voice in that of like what I want to see happen. And it's because I would rather see these things embodied than, uh, we need to grow X amount of people by x amount of time like i just don't care about any of that stuff because it doesn't mean anything what matters is that we're continuing to help people down this journey to find this faith that nobody's got a hand on like we can't i just don't like talk that way anymore <laughs> like i have right. it all figured out or like this church is the only place that it can it can happen so i don't know it's going to be interesting but uh I just really like this quote because it, it's outside of all of those things. So for those of you who are, are listening, who maybe like don't even agree with that, that that's not what faith is about. We're going to look into some of those things this, this uh, season, that what does peace look like in scripture? You know, what does it look like to continue to be penetrated by love uh, as you go about your life and those sorts of things. And I just think that it's important that we, we continue to put the first things first in in what it means to be a disciple of Christ. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's like, there's just so much that we want to do. And so uh, I don't want to say so little time. That's not what <laughs> I mean, but you know, it, you don't want to take a shotgun approach either where you're just shooting and seeing if you can hit anything. So we want to do things well, but I mean, our heart from the beginning has been to really share with you all what we have found valuable. Um, And to quote, you know, our friend Richard Rohr about some of this, talking about the Enneagram, he said, listen, the Enneagram, you know, this person, Christian, his version is kind of a Christian personality, self-understanding tool. He says it's a tool and it's Mm. really helpful unless it's not. And if it's not helpful, then don't use it. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about what we're doing here. I, I don't think that what I say or what Cole says is like, you know, never been said before. If someone is claiming they've said something brand new at, in the year 2022, they're probably lying or just propping themselves up. We, we just want to expose you to the things that we've been thinking about. We've been working through. We've been inspired by or have been struggling with. And then also some of the voices of people we really respect or we're really intrigued by, or really surprised by, um, because that's what this is all about. Um, and, and the list of people that we have been reaching out to, uh, over the last, uh, couple months has been pretty exciting to think about what those conversations might look like. They'd be pretty different from the conversations we've had in the past. And that's cool <laughs> too. And, yeah, and heck, we'd love to have some of those people back on from the past, you know, that'd be great too. So, um, We're excited for what comes next. Um, You know, we haven't even been doing this a full year, and the fact that Mm -hmm. some of you have been reaching out on, when are the new episodes coming out? Why are you taking such a long break? Come on, (laughs) that's awesome. Like, uh, you know, so uh, we're we're pumped that you guys are pumped, and uh, we're looking forward to making this happen again Mm -hmm. and just building on the work that we've done already.
0: Yeah, and thank you for coming back. Uh, I will say, if I had to juggle. Doing uh podcast episodes in the middle of like hectic christmas season in church world i would be hating my life right now so the the break was much needed and and very necessary but we do totally we're excited to be back and and uh back with you all uh every thursday ish
1: yeah so uh this year (laughs) you can really expect uh us to try to do our best to get these episodes out Um, on Thursday mornings is the goal. Um, We also are working multiple jobs and figuring life out.
0: Mike just gave us a deadline earlier than before. (laughs) Sorry, Thursday early (laughs) afternoon. Uh, So
1: maybe at that point in your day, you'll just listen on Friday. Um, But we're just making that. That's our goal. And just have some grace with us recognizing we're balancing a lot of different things in our lives and we want to be consistent and give you something that's quality and not just pump something out week to week, just to say we did it. So, Mm -hmm. um, we appreciate you being on the journey and as always, like, we would love to get your feedback and, um, the questions you might have questions you'd like to hear us kind of tackle and and pursue. But further than that, um, we're excited to just kind of see what comes next.